Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. It has been a little bit since we've recorded, even though episodes release, we usually try to record these a few at a time. So we have plenty um, to release each week. So potentially this conversation is part one of two and uh, just depending on how long we ramble, but wanted to really, I guess, set the stage. I think it's not so common for someone in the accounting profession, especially through a business that handles um, business and personal tax returns to go out of town for, I think we were gone six days um, and kind of be with family and on personal time rather than being on company time and in an office or at a desk and just directly connected to clients and team members. And so kind of wanted to set up what that looks like. So this is applicable, not just for accounting firm or, a you know, a traditional accounting firm. This is applicable for anybody who has a busy season and yet maybe a major holiday or their busy time is during summer or busy time is during spring break, like for us. And so wanted to talk through some of the things that we have set up for years to get to the point where we could actually take time away during spring break, which is notably our busiest time of the year. So it all started with uh, the production side of the business. Um, so you, all of this comes down to capacity, which we've talked about plenty of different times. So capacity is the balance of clients and the available workload to serve those clients. So you've got both team capacity and, or production and then you've also got client work that you have or the growth that you pre predict, project. So with that, with that capacity over the last few years, we've shifted the business model away from that annual tax conversation, which does fall in this time of year. In the first quarter, mainly spills over into April, uh, obviously with that tax deadline, but um, shifting away from some of those annual relationships obviously is probably part of the reason and uh growing up through audit and then tax kind of wearing both of those hats in my career uh i i liked tax i liked the uh kind of how the the projects went they were typically fast you could turn them around pretty quick you could invoice um you could now you can pretty much call your price because there are fewer and fewer people in the tax game, including us, uh, for the most part. But, um, but I, I did enjoy that. It does wear on you after a bit. So it's, a it's a young man's game, I guess you could say. And, uh, for those, uh, that are choosing to stay in tax, there, it, it can be a profitable, very profitable, uh, business line. It's just how much, tax is appropriate. And so you have to determine that. And then you also have to build out the team capacity or the, the production capacity to serve that tax base that you want. So that's kind of how we've always looked at it. And that was the first 
maybe not always, but after we got smarter, that's how we started looking at it. Um, but after, after we started making those plans, uh, that was the first step. And then the second step goes back to that production piece, the, the team that is able to serve the clients in that way. And a big step for us was finding the right people to kind of come alongside and serve clients and remove um, you and me from that production side of the business because we used to both be in it. Um, me reviewing, pushing returns over to you, you pushing those out to clients, waiting on 8879s. That you know just used to be you and I in our home office or at the office office. And so we've been blessed to find great team members that have stepped into those roles, enjoy those roles maybe more than you or I did, and uh, serve the clients really, really well. So I think those are two things that we've done to kind of allow for us a little bit more freedom um, at this time of year. Yeah, so definitely kind of replaced ourselves in some of those roles that happen during this busy time of year that require a person kind of to be engaged most every day or at least every other day to stay on top of the workload and just client requests and serving them well. I think that that could feel hard to somebody who is definitely a small business, just meaning small number of team members to replace themselves because everybody's already doing a lot. And so over this time period, and I will say it probably took us four years from the idea of it would be great to be able to take the girls on spring break or spend time with them during spring break to where we actually took a spring break vacation. And so we looked at processes, um, as far as the processes themselves, and then also what automation could we use so that it allows people to fill in those positions um, without overburdening any one person. And so, and not overburdening the business from a cost standpoint of paying too many people that maybe your business can't support. And so, yeah, there was a lot of time we didn't decide one day like, we're just going to do it and see what happens. Uh, we definitely carefully thought it out and it took, uh, it took a while to get to a place where um, that side of the business definitely runs smoothly without us for extended periods of time. So that's great. And just didn't want to give the idea that, you know, we just decided we're going to do this and we told people a week in advance and then we just disappeared for six days. That's definitely not realistic in how it happened. So we were able to get away and we did have an awesome trip in uh, Deer Valley, Utah and skied. We all came home free of injury. Uh, so that's good. I think we all came home pretty well rested. Uh, any other notable parts of that trip as far as what we were able to do while we were gone? Well, there was a lot of people traveling. I think the travel industry is still trying to catch up with um, the, the demand of people that want to travel. I know that we talked to a lot of other friends that, that traveled for spring break and there were delayed flights, missed flights, uh, you know, just all the different things that could go wrong. So we were very fortunate in that, uh, we did not get upgraded on the flight, uh, which is painful, but uh, it was fine. We made it to the destination. We were all together. The bags made it. Um, so that was a win on that side. 
And we are very fortunate to stay uh, in Deer Valley in Utah and have great setup there with um, the hotel and things like that. So it's a, it's a very nice setup and everything went, went very well there. Um, there's really no, no reason why this shouldn't have been the best spring break yet. And, and I would argue that it, it may have been, um, we'll have to see on the other side of this, what, what that means, but, um, it was, a, it was a good trip. Everyone somewhat got along. That's hard to do when you've got two teenage daughters <laughs> and, um, you did a great job of planning the trip and planning the meals and things like that. And that's where a lot of fights happen are, uh, around food. So <laughs> that's excellent. And Deer Valley is near Park City. Uh, it is absolutely beautiful, but it is also gaining popularity is in the news headlines currently because that is where Gwyneth Paltrow had a skiing accident and is being sued and then in turn countersuing and the media is absolutely loving it currently. So um, if you were not familiar with Deer Valley before, you may have heard it now uh, because of that. Um, thankfully, we did not have any skiing accidents, um, but the trip had a little bit of, I would say, like a, a dark cloud over it. For me personally, it was excellent. And I was able to unplug. Um, I was fortunate. Uh, God is good, I always say. And I somehow got my work ahead, caught up and ahead by like three weeks. And so really, we had an unfortunate incident with my grandma who got sick, and I had to spend a lot of time with her. But having me being able to get ahead of my work and have things planned and scheduled out. I was able to spend the time with her that I needed to before we left and then really to not be worrying about what was happening. Also, I have very few responsibilities left in the business. So that is probably why I am able to do those types of things um, and get so far ahead. I don't uh, interact with clients on a day-to-day -day basis. So that makes it very easy. But I feel like you, on the other hand, weren't so unplugged as we probably thought. You know, we, we noticed a pattern. Uh, we've been fortunate to get away here in the last few months um, on, on different family vacations. And I feel like we're trying to we're trying to fit in 18 years of maybe uh, opportunity within the last year for Kinley. And so we uh, we went on a Christmas vacation uh, to Puerto Rico on that one. I felt like I was connected and worked um, quite a bit. And that was right ahead of Christmas. So you've got, you know, whatever excuse you want, year in planning, kind of making sure that people are good with their year in decisions and things like that. Um, Ultimately, a lot of it is uh, internal. It's not, um, and, and not even with internal team, it's like internal with Marcus um, working on, on probably myself first and uh, trying to think where I've gone wrong. So, so that trip, and then we were very fortunate to go to New York uh, for your birthday weekend. And, you know, both of those, uh, part of the other piece of all of this is we have technology that allows us to work wherever we're at. And um, if you if you don't have that technology in place, it's going to be a lot harder to take spring break or go on any extended vacation or anything like that. So that's a big piece uh, that we started implementing a while back. So but yeah, I just I wasn't able to fully disconnect and it wasn't client um, related. It wasn't even really team related. It was um, things that were weighing on me and um, that were building uh, for 
months and maybe quarters. And so, um, you know, you were, you were very gracious, um, during that time, you kind of just ignored me, I guess, and let me, let me go, um, into my phone and my email and my notes and things like that. And, um, I even, I even like had conversations, you know, with on the phone, like with people that I value and trying to help them help me work through what I was thinking through. Um, you know, and, and so that was the, the main piece. So it was not a break. Um, and we, we talk about, you know, being in Utah, epic amounts of snow. Um, we, we, we skied, uh, our fair share, no one got injured and, uh, we had a great hotel. We had a great experience and, and we just didn't, or I didn't do that justice because I was still not there. Um, so it was, uh, it was hard for sure. And, um, you know, you kind of look back and say, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to, if, if I was going to do that, I could have just stayed home and saved thousands of dollars in travel costs, um, and just continue to work, uh, if that's what it is. And so, so that's the hard realization, you know, with, with some of these trips is when you can't really break away and you do take the laptop, you do take your phone, you're constantly looking at it. Um, and part of that is one of one of the people I talked to, he's like, it's going to be very hard for you to turn that off just because of who you are. And I get that, but it wasn't for growth. It wasn't for self-improvement. It wasn't for business improvement, which is what I would totally buy into. And when you're, when you're on those trips and you read a, a book and you take away ideas or you listen to a podcast and you take away ideas to go and implement and go improve and grow, that's completely different than what we were, what I was doing. Um, I was rehashing where it went wrong, what I needed to do, like how I could fix the problem that I, you know, kind of saw and um, the, the hard decisions that need to be made. So. Yeah. If you had to say kind of what were the biggest things that you were thinking through and essentially worrying about, right? While we were there, what were kind of the two things that weren't in place so that you could disconnect and kind of be at peace with where you were? The main reasons for not being able to disconnect go to lack of trust and lack of delegation. So, um, and, and that's not on anybody other than me, right? Like those are totally internal parts of where I was at. And so the lack of trust on, you know, where things may have been uh, in certain areas of the business and delegation, maybe it's, you know, part of that lack of trust, but it's also maybe not having the right person in place um, to take over something. So that's why I, I couldn't disconnect. And, um, you know, so you have to think through uh, where, where we're currently at. And as you, as you build a team, um, the, the main thing is we're also in this transition, uh, where as, as we've kind of shifted our model, have the right amount of tax, I would say, like we serve the right amount of tax clients on an annual basis and we serve them evenly throughout the years or the year. Um, so it's balancing that out with the CAS um, and, and the CAS business model is completely different. Like if, if you price something wrong or you have scope creep or anything like that, um, it's a lot harder to kind of get that back realigned than a, an annual tax return engagement. So just 
kind of working through the two different main service lines that we have in DBA and which ones, which one we're planning to grow more of, which is the CAS. And so with that, we have, you know, made great strides with the team of three. Uh, part of what we have seen in that team of three structure is we got to the point where too many people were working together on clients. Um, so we had with the CSMs, the controllers, and even the CFOs, a total of 38 different teams serving like a hundred clients. And that, that just doesn't make sense. We just had too many inefficiencies built in there. We had too many people that were, um, had too many bosses essentially. And we've talked about that. Um, so as we've started untangling this web of client service, client delivery and production, um, some things just stuck out like where certain team members, uh, just you kind of start questioning because there's people involved and, uh, we, we love everybody and we think so highly of them. And it's just like, we knew that there was going to be some hard conversations on that side. And I think for the past year, um, I was fooling myself into thinking we could outgrow our problems. And so, um, you know, that's hard to realize. And so I think that was the piece where just the, the realization that, we had to make some changes pretty quick and um the the lack of trust the lack of delegation is probably at the root of those yeah and i think that we are often doing things that we don't know of other people are doing them quite like we are doing them so we are often navigating without a map we are you know kind of making it up as we go and doing the best that we know at the time and so with that there are always going to be challenges where we have to readjust um, and so i think that we just have to be aware and okay that if we're going to do things differently, um, arguably do things better. If we're going to continue to get better, we have to be okay with having some challenges and mistakes along the way. And then how are we going to fix those? The important thing to remember and to give uh, grace around is that you can't time when those challenges are going to come up. You can't time when those mistakes are going to have run their course and it's time to uh, correct and readjust. And so because of that, you have to give grace to all decision makers if there is a holiday, a vacation, a special occasion, whatever it might be that happens to come up at the same time as when it's time to address challenges or, you know, chart a different course. Yeah. Um, so part of that, as I knew anything that needed to happen, um, you know, it wasn't one, I'm so thankful that it's me not being able to unplug and that you can unplug and other team members, when they go away, they can unplug. I would not wish that burden on any one other person, including anybody that sits on leadership. And so I think that's just the unique piece of being the founder, the business owner, and, and knowing you have to make the hard decisions there um, and those weighing on you. And so um, much like you said, we try things that are a little bit different. Um, I think we're, we're honest in our, transparency, not only with our team, but external kind of stakeholders, people that we're friends with and people that think that it looks easy. And it's like, oh, I want to go do that. Um, it, as we've said, it's like, 
there, there are still problems. They're just different problems, right? And you have to work through those problems with the team that you have. And so it's a lot easier to sell the dream. And, you know, I've been in the uh, consulting space uh, for, you know, a while now and have friends that are in the consulting space. We are actually living it out. We aren't just selling the dream. So we have a firm of roughly $3 million in revenue uh, and, and 20 people um, and clients to back that up. And, and things get real. Um, compare that to a guy that's a single guy who does it all and um, comes up with an idea and throws it on LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever. And it's like, it's great in theory. Uh, how's that really work in real world application? And so that's the piece. And, you know, even I was having Charles with one, I was having lunch with one of our leaders, Charles, um, a, a couple of weeks back. And he asked a question and I don't even know how I would uh, answer it. I keep going back on and thinking about it because it was such a good question. He was like, if you had if you had to do it over again, would you have sold this whole CPA practice that focused on tax and just restart something that focused on CAS? And obviously, that's not what we did. Uh, we we went through the pain of transitioning clients. Uh, we also transitioned team members because the same team members that serve tax clients aren't the ones that serve CAS clients, and we had to relearn everything. So. Jury's still out on how I would answer that. It's not what we did. So I can't go back and say, I wish I would have done that and taken some money off the table. The other thing that most people know is whenever you sell a professional services firm, you typically go to work for somebody else or become a partner in that firm. So it's not as clean of a break as one might think with any other type of business sale. So um, I, I think we, we made the right call. Um, we don't learn through the successes. We learn through the pain and the failures. And so where we're at today, we're stronger than where we were last year, two years ago, three years ago. And so I think that's a part of, you know, the last month um, leading up to this point, you know, so. Yeah. And so I'm going to answer Charles's question for my opinion. <laughs> Even if you have that little bit of cushion of taking money off of the table and selling one and starting another, even if you kind of have the idea of this is ideal and this is exactly what I want to do, starting a business is not easy for anyone under any circumstance. So maybe better, maybe, op, you know, you can optimize and make it an optimal start to a business, but getting a brand new business off the ground is difficult, especially say if you had a non-compete and you have to start with zero clients, um, that is definitely a hard thing. So I'll, I'll answer that one. There, there's always going to be challenges and kind of liked the known of having the business and the clients there. And if we ever needed to just turn back on what we had done in the past that did work, not from a, a wellness um, and family balance standpoint, but from a purely financial standpoint, it worked. And so we could totally have at any point just turned on, you know, the old services and the old model and uh, worked ourselves to death <laughs> and ran with it, not have taken a spring break trip. So that's for sure. You tell me all the time, you know, whenever I get um, worried about growth of CAS or anything like that, uh, what's, your, what's your quote is we can start accepting tax clients at any time. Yeah, that's yeah, right. There's, so. there's always calls for people wanting to be a tax client. So at any point, if we ever feel concerned about, uh, 
needing to go a different direction, that is always a direction that we can pursue <laughs> very yeah. easily with very little effort, actually. So um, that yeah. is always an option. So want to take this uh, next couple of minutes and just leave everybody with some things to think about if you are planning to unplug at a time that's busier for your business, or maybe not, maybe this is just going to be your first time to, as a, as the business owner to take time away. I know a lot of people go years and years and years without ever actually taking time away. And so we will do a two-parter of this one. So the second part will still be to come, but just wrapping this up, what are some things to keep in mind if you know, an owner is wanting to take time away with friends or family away from the business and unplug. Yeah, I think you have to do an inventory of the gaps that exist, right? And so what what stands in your way of taking that vacation? Um, and whether it's people, processes, technology, things like that, that's the list that you go work towards. And that's probably step one. That's almost the easiest piece. This, the last piece or the second piece after you fully mastered it, which I have not, is you have to mentally check yourself and leave that baggage behind um, and not take it with you. And so um, a lot of that is ups and downs with where things may be in the business. It, it may not always work, um, but I think those are the pieces to keep in mind. Yeah, I think definitely keeping in mind if there's any kind of turmoil or unresolved conflict in the business, just going away is not the magic pill to make you forget about what's happening. You can't really run away from that. Uh, we are just relational as humans. And so that is going to be a thought on your mind. It may help bring some clarity and motivation to make decisions when you have time to step back and maybe you're not so busy dealing with the day-to-day -day of the business. So that's also something to be aware of that you may gain some clarity and uh, decide to start moving a different direction once you're away from the day-to-day -day of the office. Yeah, I, I, I agree um, completely. And so it's not ever going to be perfect. Um, the one thing I do on this um, conversation, I, I want people to realize that they're not alone, that they're not crazy, um, that even people that seem like they've got it all together wrestle with the same things. And um, that was confirmation last week. And in a few of the mastermind groups that I lead, uh, everybody, you know, everybody was to the point of break. Um, and, and that's sad, you know, that the whole industry, uh, the leaders of industry, um, just get to that point a few times a year and then you get so sick of it and and that's what that's what is the prompt for a change that is what the is the prompt for better so just realize that one if you're listening to this and you think that you're alone in that you're not and there's other people um that even gave me confirmation last week that um you know hard decisions have to be made and and those are the pieces that we're called to make as the leader of the organization um so that is the piece uh the the trip is is a great thing so i think the change of pace and the change of place is still a welcome thing i, I think we will look back on this spring break and still see it as a success um you know i was able to ski without injury that's a huge success um and 
the main thing there is uh, you have time alone with yourself, like coming down a mountain a few hours a day to, to think through your thoughts and uh, really unpack those, hopefully not run over Gwyneth Paltrow on the way down. But um, those are the pieces that you, you have to unpack. And so even in a bad place, a trip can be a good thing. And in a good place, a trip can be a great thing. And so we saw that with some of the, um, the friends that we have in those groups that they actually did take trips and it was a breath of fresh air and it did, you know, re-energize them for the last month or, you know, three or four weeks of the season of life that they're in. Um, and so that is a really great thing. Um, the other thing to kind of mention here is it doesn't have to be a whole week. I think we were gone for five days, uh, left on a Tuesday, got back on a Sunday. Um, we saw some firms that actually just closed on Friday of spring break or a Thursday, Friday, and that's a great option. Um, you know, releasing your whole team to enjoy that time of year. I mean, there are awesome things that happen in the spring. And, and I think as CPAs or accountants, we've always taken for granted that those just don't apply to us. And so I think, um, you know, whether it's seeing flowers fully bloom or going and watching the spring training baseball game or going to a golf tournament. I mean, there's just so many different things that are unique to this time of year. And if you go throughout your whole career and then you retire um, and you've never taken advantage of that and you push that off for decades, man, that's just, it's sad, you know? And, and I think that's the piece where, um, the work's going to be there. It's going to be waiting for you. Those hard decisions are going to be there. Uh, they're going to be waiting for you when you get back. And I think it's still, it's still encouragement to take the trip. Yeah. And just to continue a little bit of a, a high note, I think we were probably able to take away our best moments from the trip, uh, on the ski lifts, right in between, uh, runs and just laughing and joking with each other up there about, you know, who's going to fall first and who's going to get pushed down trying to get off the lift. Uh, and then also the kind of the time that we spent, I think every single day, uh, in the hot tub, the four of us like laughing and joking. And so nothing big and huge, those moments could have happened literally anywhere. Um, they didn't have to be in, you know, a fancy place or on skis. They, it was really just more about the time and being together. And so I think it was a great thing, even though it looked a little bit different and for you, especially felt a little bit different than you had originally intended. I guess on the, on the next conversation, which, um, will continue, uh, here in a bit, it'll be kind of what we were wrestling through the action that needed to take place and, uh, go from there. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time. Yep. Thanks for leading it. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.